You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. I'm Jen Justice. And I'm Stevie Molsoff. And welcome to another episode, our every other month episode of Today's Dream, where we give you an update of what's going on, not only in our own businesses, so you kind of get a feel for how the process works, but also what's going on in the Kansas City market as well. Yeehaw. So uh, it's June 1st in 2022, and... um, I think the only way to describe the market in general in Kansas City is uh, a fully engulfed fire. That's rain, all it is. rain, go away and still the market's on fire. <laughs> That's right. Poor, yeah. That was not the best Will drive. You sing yeah. that again, please. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I need Andrea here to help me. Andrea, come sing for me. That's right. Yes. Lot, I, I think there's a fair amount of things we can talk about, um, but um, when we look at the market itself, uh, Ultimately, we have this massive demand still going on. We have multiple offers. We have bidding wars. All of this is going on. And there are a ton of factors that create it. But I think the simplest factor is is really economics 101. It's supply and demand. right? Supply, inventory, that's how many houses are on the market. And, and they're just, they're not there. They're not at all there. And, you know, this interesting dynamic of... Uh, potential recession on the horizon and fuel prices continuing to increase has done absolutely nothing to slow the housing market at all. And um, I know that it is hurting consumers buying power, but the demand is just still so strong. I mean, uh, I'll give you my for instance. So in Clay County listed a $200,000 home just last week, there were eight written offers, I believe, and the number of verbal offers of people contacting me just saying, will this even be in the ballpark was probably 10 of those. Yeah. So there's just, you know, 20 offers on one house. In, and, in three days. And But there, how many houses came on the market in that price point? Two? Yeah, right. I mean, literally in the, in the area that somebody was looking in, they might have had two houses that week to pick from that came on the market. Heck, maybe one, because there's mornings I get up and look in Smithville, Missouri, and there's not a single house for sale. Sure. And this, so, this just isn't the Northland. It's, it's all over the metro and to a certain extent all over the country um, that everybody is sort of suffering from this. To give you guys some numbers, um, when we talk about inventory, we talk about the homes uh, currently on the market available for sa- sale. Now, uh, I, we don't have May stats yet, but we have April stats. And the April stats say that the number of homes that were available on the market were 3,448. That is down 14%, 14%, which is huge, from year over year from the previous April, which, by the way, was also down from the previous April. So our inventory numbers are declining. So that should tell you automatically that the number of sales are down, of course, because there's just not enough to sell. The number of pending sales are down, of course. Our month supply still is under one month, and we think three is what really it should be to be sort of a flat or normal market. Uh, just ridiculous They used to lows. say six, but I think they've adjusted that to <laughs> three right. just to make people feel better. And, and, uh, and 
Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, pricing strategy and the way certain this whole paying for overlist and how some of this is happening. It's not actually as nefarious or horrible as a lot of people believe. It has to do with the way homes are getting um, uh, advertised now, uh, some strategies that uh, most realtors are using. But uh, uh, the percentage of original asking price is, um, you know, you would think it would be less than what it's asked. It's 103.5% up, I think, from the month before, which was around 101%. You know, in the supply issue, you, you hinted on that. You've got to think that with interest rates rising, you've got people in homes in the two percentile range, right? In three percentile and and something like that. So when you look now at interest rates being in the fives and getting ready to go up, um, I think another 75 basis points June 1st. So when you look at this and you've got people situated in those twos and those threes, they have no motivation to move whatsoever. And so that's what's causing part of this supply to start to have this negative side of even from last year, even from the year before that, where, where we would normally see in the month of May, a huge increase increase the spring market you normally see people oh yeah i'm going to put my house on the market it's time to move schools out and we talked about a return to a cyclical market but this once again is it's a variation yeah. from that how does that affect new build buying do you think on the inflation well it makes it more expensive right it it really <laughs> i mean it just it makes it tougher on the people that aren't um, that haven't built wealth over time. So typically that means your first time home buyers, people who are in their first or second homes. I mean, we grow wealth over time. So that's just why older people t- frequently have more wealth than younger people. Uh, and, and so it just makes it harder. Your buying power goes way down as prices, et cetera, go up. So I, I agree with you completely. That's one of the big reasons why is because, yeah, everybody refinanced that could they're they're in interest rates under three, and now they're like, why would I go out and buy a new home at five and a half? Or no, what? your buying power is tremendously different, and prices are are higher. And while you can capitalize on that sales side, which is fantastic, here you are going to have to contend with that buy side. So we're just seeing that well you know, so lack of supply. We we see people not moving. Also, because they don't want to get in the market to try to find a new home. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would I, even if I'm uncomfortable or unhappy with where I'm living, I'm not going to deal with the market the way it is now. That's where we can help you with the rental. R- right. But, I mean, that that creates <laughs> yeah. a, 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 a cyclical problem or a dichotomy. Then the, the last piece of that, I think, is um, that um, we, uh, the, and you kind of hit on it, but it's, it's, the fact that prices are going up so much. So one of the things that we expect uh, that has happened over year over year, generation over generation, is, is that as you get older, you become an empty nester, a variety of factors, you downsize. The problem now is, is that the house that, you know, the big four bedroom house, five bedroom house, whatever it is that I raised a family in or I entertained in, and now I'm not doing as much of that. Maybe I'm, you know, uh, kids are off or I'm not entertained, whatever it is. That smaller home now costs just as much as the home that I bought 15 or 20 years ago or 25 years ago. Um, and, and so there's no point in doing it. I can't afford it. Even a similar home, and I can give another example. Um, we broke ground on a new construction home on a lot we had left in a reverse one and a half or handicap accessible subdivision that I finished out a few years ago. Very similar home, you know, same construction supplies, everything else would have been in about the two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollar range. Guess how much that's going to cost now? <laughs> I couldn't guess. Give me the address. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, how many years ago was it? Two fifty to three. 
Um, just about five years. Five years. So I'm thinking that's probably four fifty. I would guess. Uh, I was going to say four ish in the na- four fifty four. to five hundred. Is it that high? Depending yeah. on what the the variance is. I mean, in. isn't it, you know? And, and so I'm not surprised. And we have people interested. I'm sure nobody's surprised. But. Right, but it's a different group of people that could afford it today than could have afforded it ten, you know, five years ago. And and uh, you know we we're not economists, but we'll hear a Actually, lot. Actually, of... I do have a degree in economics. Oh, right, but, they, <laughs> I but don't, you're not I an don't economist. I don't profess a full time right. economist right. job, right. but uh, I've noticed a lot with showing the rentals for you, Jen, that there's a lot of people that have sold their house to cash in on this high market, and now they're going to move into a rental. They say for a year and then buy again when the market goes down. But I had a lot that said that last year, and I I had I was ran into a guy this weekend. Fill up way higher so and i told our friends that you know sold their homes that i will love to rent you this place however i would not count your chickens for this market to be going down next year and i can tell you that all of the people that did it last year are renewing all of their leases i have not had one single person want to move yet yeah we were doing an. i was doing open house over the weekend last weekend and um Ran into a, a a nice guy, and he's like, "Yeah, we we sold our house because we were get. I think there were some other factors, but nonetheless, just like because we were going to get top dollar, and then, and that now we're a year out, and um, it's we're really un, unhappy with where we're at because we didn't think we'd be there that long, and of course, you know, the market's done what it's done. All the economists, no, I'm all is a ridiculous statement. <laughs> Many of the economists that especially that pay attention to real estate. Um, they're still saying that yeah, the market is going to level. They they were surprised at the interest rate hikes being as fast as they were, so they were wrong. But they still believe that the market's going to level, not downturn. So even with whatever is going to happen, right, a recession where there's no unemployment, so who knows? Uh, I just I think it's just weird. I do think we're going to see that leveling. My thought is. With the market in current status, we will not see this until possibly November or December. Now, it's possibly we go into Thanksgiving and Christmas again this year and the market might level off and then it might explode again because last year, you know what we said? Yes, this market's leveling off, it's cooling, and then what happened in January? It freaking exploded 10 times more than it was before we went into the holiday. So that could happen again. I would think it's going to be less likely with the interest rates rates, and you'd think at some juncture we are closing the gap right we've had construction now for a little while and yes we have supply chain issues and all that but we are starting to close the gap a little bit from where we were a year ago in supply chain issues or covid or nobody working at all so we're starting to close the gap but with interest rates going up people exiting people continuing to rent whatever i think we're going to start to see that normalization a little bit do you think rates will go down anytime soon no no <laughs> Absolutely you, how, not. not even a chance a little bit. <laughs> how rapidly do you think they're going to continue to rise? They are trying to control inflation like yeah. nobody's I mean, business that's now. That's how you control well, gas, inflation. Gas is supposed to double by the end of the summer well, and we're paying if I'm paying 10 bucks a gallon $4 then now? I'm going to stop doing listings an hour away. <laughs> we're going to get my horses out and that's we're right. going to get a buggy y'all. I told you guys these horses were a good investment yeah, when in. I bought them. I think that sounds fun honestly. I mean. <laughs> we well, could really get some cla- Hey, who out there wants to go buy houses with the horse and buggy. Horse Does and anybody buggy? want to yeah. do this? We can try and make this happen. We'll I give do. You, we'll give you a 10 block radius. <laughs> no. um, let's give some some like real serious practical advice because I think people are, the way homes are being presented now 
have changed. So essentially, I look at it as the game has changed. And I think, uh, myself included, I think we've all complained about it. And what we really need to do is understand how it's changed and adapt. So let's kind of, um, let, let me kind of bring every, all of our listeners into how the game has changed. So 10 years ago, mom and dad, yourself on an old home, whatever it was, you went out and looked for a home. Now, there wasn't this massive amount of people jumping on a home. So you could go by, look at a home. It might have been on the market. Hey, it might have been on the market you know, just that weekend, but it could have been on the market a week well, or two. Well, I can speak to a specific strategy we used to employ, which was we would wait for homes to have been on the market 30 days, because then what's going to happen, guys? We get a better deal, right? Right. So At, you would look well, but for on days on the market. I remember to doing be that like when that. I first started working for you. Yeah. That wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, that was a strategy. <laughs> it was, but but I'm just kind of talking about so a, mar- a home being on the market for a week or two was no big deal, as a, particularly the higher expensive homes being on the on the market for a month or two was no big deal. And then, by the way, they were priced. Well, I'm talking about like the million dollar homes. And Those stuff. homes would be on the market Years. up to a year yeah. easily, if not over that. So, you know, for a home, 90 days would have been a, a quick sale. So. so the other thing that used to happen is, is that people would price above what they thought they could get for it because the traditional negotiation strategy was, hey, I'm going to go ahead and price this sort of at the top end. Uh, and uh, you're shaking your head no, and I'm and, and I and, and I never did that to my clients. And and <sighs> then people would come in and offer lower, and there was an a, an understanding or at least a a belief whether it was true or not. It was usually called seller paid closing costs. But that you would you would come to the middle somewhere. So the whole like because you can talk to people who bought homes more than at least six or seven years ago. Offering at listing or above listing was unheard of. We always offer lower to get into negotiations. Absolutely. And, t- and typically kind of what that looked like was I'm going to offer them $5,000 less. And then I'm also going to ask for the seller to pay all of my closing costs and give me a home warranty. And I'm going to ask for you know sure. some kind of advantageous to the buyer type Give me of your possession. barbecue yeah. grill, Because we didn't used to have... <laughs> You were a really nice seller if you gave your buyer that window type of thing for possession. You were a really nice buyer. Oh, yeah, that stuff that didn't happen either. That used to be within yeah. the day. So the, all of that is, when I explain all of that to my clients, all of that really becomes just math, right? I mean, if you're offering $5,000 less and you want $5,000 in closing costs, to them it's $10,000 less. It's just math. So, Some people don't see it that way, interestingly enough. But it you, is. It I, is. They can absolutely. see it any way they want. It's simply math. Right. So, so the whole point was is that you would the common process of of bidding on a home was to bid lower and to and part of the reason was is there wasn't a huge stigma if you were on the market for a few weeks. No, not at all. It was nothing to see a house like that. Here's what's changed. There is a huge stigma if you're on the house, if you're I on the market say, for though, a couple of weeks. I will say, though, what I noticed in, in researching comps here recently is you are seeing some people overprice the home so much that they do sit on the market for, I saw one for 25 days. I saw I was researching Highland Acres. Well, and so I've seen this. And you know what ends up happening? They sell at the list price. That's typically what I'm seeing on those because I went and looked at quite a few of them. So Right. So um, we're about to say the same thing because what I'm getting to is is that being on the market for three weeks was not a stigma. I mean, to be honest, it really shouldn't be. 
But in today's market, what started happening is, is the houses were three getting, days. getting snapped up so incredibly fast. And by the way, the only reason it's three days is that you want to give an opportunity to get a lot of offers in. Most people have an offer day and one. And honestly, give people a chance to look at it. Right. Come on, guys. Like trying to make everybody look at a house within 24 hours, that's slightly unreasonable. Okay. So we have changed the stigma. And the stigma now has become, if you're on the market for a week, what's wrong with the house? And so what that's done is is has forced realtors to recommend to their clients, don't price this at what you think you can get or the highest end or even what you think it's worth. So if you believe in this market that you're going to get $340,000 for this house, and I'm tossing numbers out, but you'll get the idea, you need to list it for three thirty three. Because what we need in this market is we need it to sell instantaneously and we need a bidding war because we've found that bidding wars frequently create prices, you know, outlying prices so high that, you know, and of course that's your objective for most of your clients. Their objective is to make the most money they can. So not only is the market nuts, but we are purposely undervaluing, underlisting. So when you look at a listing go, I don't want to pay more than what somebody's asking for. That's ridiculous. The reality is, is there's a good chance it was listed for a lot less than they think they can get. And so both of those factors has continued to create, I don't know how we get out of this because it's terrible for buyers, but, but this is sort of what's happened, which is the old thing of, hey, we're going to come in a little bit low. We're going to do some negotiation. We'll find somewhere in the middle Right. Which is, you know, and, and, and now we're at we have to come in high. And how high are we going to come? And there's virtually no negotiation right? because how I'm, much more will you pay? By yeah. the way, can we change that closing date to something that's more advantageous for us? Oh, and can we stay in the house 60 days after you close? on And, it? I, and I want a pony. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that little TikTok. Yeah. 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 So, oh it, my goodness. But so the game has changed. If you know, so that the whole process has changed. And if you're like, well, how am I going to do that? You have to uh, completely change your mindset of how you play. Because if you go in and go, I'm going to find a house offer 10000 less, and maybe I'll come up close to asking, you're going to be really unhappy because very few people are pricing their houses in such a way that that would be an acceptable offer to them. Yeah. You would have to find one outside of, Probably the traditional system because I just that's yeah it's just pretty not much gonna non-existent right now. So the so the game has changed. So the way you play it has to change. And and once you understand that that it's just a shift in process and a shift in the way you approach it, then it's easier. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's easier to to survive in this market as a buyer. Just like everything, it is a mindset. And so, mm -hmm. and I think we all three do a really good job of trying to prepare the clients for this market. We had a great guest on, um, Kylie and Daniel, that are virtual buyers, and they are going to... They're coming up, actually. They're coming up. <laughs> um, but in practicality, I can tell you this, and when it starts happening to you, it feels very different. Oh, yeah. And so once you have lost a few homes that... It's a home. You are banking on it. It's a very large investment of your heart and your wallet and everything in between when you're a home buyer. And so when you've struck out a couple of times, it's kind of hard, but you got to get back up to bat. You're going to hit that home run. And as, they, as they'll tell us, it was perfect, right? It worked out. It worked out perfectly, which is so amazing. But you got to keep getting up to bat. I think one of the things that's really hard for buyers, say their max is $220,000, so they get their list of houses to look at, but 
you really don't if your max is 220 it's hard to you can't you certainly really want to look be looking at, at 200 yeah, yeah you need to stop looking at 200 ish and yeah. that, that's the, right that's a different so mentality it it's a hard. hard mentality for people to i'm with you yeah i'm with you and 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 uh, i personally have had a, um, a buyer who just she she checked out she's like i can't do this um, and you know, she took several swings and it was just too tough. And no matter how, I, I think you're right, Jen, and I know Stevie, you and I have talked about, but no matter how much you prep them and how much you, and they're confident and they understand it, 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 it's, uh, it's not something that can be taught. You have to experience it. And the, you know, the, the good realtors hopefully are in there just trying to coach, you know, um, you know, that sort of consistency, that levelness, the reminder that, you know, we've talked about it and take a deep breath and, and, you know, go do whatever you do to relax tonight and we'll check back in in a day or two, that kind of thing. There are some younger people I've had conversations with and obviously I'm completely honest with them and, and that this is worth doing, but they don't want to deal with that after discussing it. They're like, uh, that is not what I was expecting in this process. And honestly, I'm going to be real honest. I can't deal with it. They yeah. will tell me like, I can't, we can renew our lease for another year. And what you're telling me sounds like it will cause me anxiety that will give me a heart attack. And I just don't think I can deal with that. And you know what? That's honestly fair, but I, it's, but it's going to be lost opportunity. To, it's hard to hear that. And then you do explain what the lost opportunity is and everything else. But I do sympathize with them tremendously because it, it can create a tremendous amount of stress that is hard to manage. And, you know, we yeah. try and make it as stressless as possible, but the truth is we can't take all the stress out of it. We can just do the best job to make it smooth as we can. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if there was some kind of statistics that show how many sales came from a uh, contingent offer. Oh, not very many these days. Yeah. Eric's had some some tough experiences with That's that. That's what your your uh, client is. What reminded me of that because yeah. she had a contingent offer, and it's impossible well, to get accepted in this market. Almost. Even if it's like going to be the best sale, easiest sale, which everything is, which else. Which is really kind of funny because every realtor knows unless it's just a bomb, it's going to sell in a half a day as well. Yeah. You know, that that's the important thing to remember when you're looking at this. And we're talking about the challenges of the market and how the market is different, how you need to approach it different. But we just mentioned essentially the opportunity cost, lost opportunity. And, and we know that generational wealth Right, wealth in general is built through home ownership. It's the largest builder of wealth in America. So every year, this is like the power of compound interest, right? It's not exactly, exactly. the same, but it's the same concept. So similar, though. Right, and then and then you know, with interest rates rising, and you, oh, you know, I was reading, you know, six months ago, and they were three percent. I'm not about to do six. Well, then wait till next year and do nine, you know, or seven and a half, or whatever it's going to be. So there are really good reasons to get out there and fight the good fight, and. I Consistency think, wins battles, friends. It does. Yeah, and, and and furthermore, I think everybody. I'm trying to think of all the people we put in home. Let's just say this year, I can't think of one that's unhappy with where they're at and what deal they got. They just struggled through it. It was you know, you know, you you don't. Uh, you, you, what's the? I'm trying to remember the saying. You don't ask. Uh, you know, you don't ask. You don't ask me how my surgery went in the middle of the operation. Right? <laughs> right? No, no, no. You, you you wait till it's done. So. Uh, we still encourage everyone that's considering it to go out and do it. We just want you to understand that the game has changed, and if you come in with the right mentality, it'd be a lot easier. That, that, well, plus, home values are always going to continue to go up, even if God forbid there was another uh, crash. Eventually, it's going to go up again. Like the first house I ever bought was in two thousand nine. I bought it for ninety nine thousand dollars on a short sale. 
sold it for 165 and the guy we sold it to owned it for till last year and he sold it for like 248 or something short sale what's that we don't hear that anymore do we <laughs> no. Oh. Non-existent these but days. For those of you that are wondering what a short sale is, if you're listening, it is where the person owed more than what the house is worth. They were actually upside down in a house. So we don't see that very often now. But with these increasing prices, we have you know encouraged people that they do need to be able to stay in the house for two to five years. Five years is ideal, um, but I think you need to stay in a home at least two years with the situation. And if you can... Bear the two yeah. years, you're probably going to be okay. Overcoming on home sale, so. closing costs, uh, realtor appraisal gaps, anything appraisal, else yeah, that might that come stuff, with this yeah. market. Yeah, that's just kind of a good rule of thumb is if you're going to be there for two, you know, more more, you're going to be in a good spot. But Stevie, that's a really good point. I mean, not every home because there are um, neighborhood scenarios which create housing dr- uh, drops and everything. But as a general rule, with the exception of three years, 2008 to 2011, and it's really more like two and a half. Homes have appreciated since World War II. They yep. have come up in value since the 1940s, year over year over year over year. Uh, and that's why they say uh, home ownership is um, a good uh, fight against inflation. Um, it, you know, it, it, they don't say they're. Impl- Some people say uh, real estate is inflation proof, which isn't really true, but it's nowhere near as affected by inflation rates as some commodities like gas and. It's a tangible asset that brings a different uh, level of, you know, touch, feel, smell, all the things. So. All right. Well, enough about that because people who didn't want a lesson in economics or a, a, a housing process discussion, let's talk about some cool things that are going on right now with us and our own deals and our own clients. Uh, Stevie, what you got going on right now? I knew you were going to ask me first. Uh, of course, I'm going to ask you first. <laughs> I just had a listing appointment right before this for I... a house in Independence. It it was a pretty nice house. I think it'll be a good sale. Excellent. It's going to be a great first time buyer house. I think it's really going to give somebody an opportunity to get in the market. It's actually one of those uh, aging population friends, and so they're going to be combining households in a different state, and so this is going to open up a house for another buyer. Well, Plus, the seller was like the sweetest lady ever. She was 75 years old, and she's like my new best friend, I think. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Well, that's awesome. All right, Jen, now we have to like pin you down. Pick one or two things that are going on with you. It's, Jen has a thousand things going on always. Uh, some, some right, cool story or anything that you know think people might be interested in? So I've got a really cool commercial listing that I just uh, am going to be putting yeah, on the market on the corner of Inglewood Road and Antioch. And for those of you Northlanders, that's a pretty darn busy, nice intersection. And it's an older law office that has such amazing potential. It's going to be a steal at $400,000, I think. But um, it just needs some love. And I think this place will be amazing for the next business that decides to take this on. So I think I already have some prospects, actually. And then we're building a house in the Liberty School District, finishing out a subdivision that I started, as I said earlier, a few years ago. And going to have a great reverse one-and-a-half story that's handicap accessible for a buyer near Liberty Hospital. So I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm enjoying the process with the builder that we chose. I'm not general contracting that one myself. Thank you, Lord. Um, I can general contract. I've done it lots of times before, but at this juncture in my life, I want to, I say, I want to ride horses and shoot guns, guys. That's what I want to do. I want to ride horses and shoot guns. I want to do my cowboy mounted shooting and I want to have a little time with my daughter now. So um, general contracting a house does not permit me that time with her uh, as well as I would like it to. So, 
And uh, you know, I I've got uh, I've got a couple of interesting things going on. So I've got um, uh, some buyers who are buying new construction. So the house isn't due to be done until September. And um, and for all of you that may be listening that might be interested in doing new construction and you are represented, which I recommend that you do, your realtor, well, let me put it this way, good realtors, because that's really all we know about, um, good realtors will offer to be um, part of that because it's a very detailed and somewhat lengthy and sometimes overwhelming process because there's, strangely enough, there are so many choices that need to be made and need to be coordinated that sometimes it can be pretty overwhelming. And if you haven't been through the process, so what's interesting is uh, this couple, they've actually been through the process. They, they've built a home before and uh, I just kind of do what I would do with any uh, clients that are doing new construction is, look, I, how involved do you want me to be? I can be 100% involved. I can go to the store and, and pick flooring with you, or I can just back out and check in every once in a while with you and the builder. How do you want, where do you want me? I'll do whatever you want. And uh, I'm actually, it's actually kind of fun. So they've asked me to be like very heavily involved. So I'm going, you know, I'm, go, I'm going with them to uh, help them make their choices. I'm not, you know, my opinion on what color isn't important, but coordinating, talking about like the different types of flooring or, you know, should we upgrade this or that and helping them with, you know, keeping an eye on all the math and all of that kind of stuff. Have you guys really become buds? Because I see you as similar, like detailed personalities in some some aspects. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, you know, we've already been out and, and, you know, um, uh, had had a a beverage after we've gone and looked at the house and and that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. They're really fun. And I, I enjoy spending time with them. And so that's sort of like the sort of one spectrum. And then uh, I, I have to tell you, I met uh, I met this really neat couple, and they uh, um, uh, they haven't reached back out. But at the um, open house I did about uh, two weeks ago, and um, so I reached out to them. But they are um, moving from a different city. They're moving up here from Nashville. And so I don't know how pressing that was, but uh, that whole concept of helping somebody from out of town and they needing somebody they can seriously trust to help them navigate things that they just can't do because they're not here physically. So I'm kind of looking forward to that as that level of detail that I like to be able to supply to clients. So just kind of those those two things. And of course, I've got a couple of buyers as well. And so it's, it's kind of... The cool thing, I think, uh, you know, the folks you're helping build the house, um, I had the opportunity to buy the house that they were in and right. allow them this space to build while they rent this house back because it just happened to fit what the portfolio that I look for, the city that I look for, a lot of the things. So I think it's a really cool, unique um, value add that our team has when we can do something like that for a couple that's looking for that move because it takes some of the stress out of it for them. And in that situation, it just worked seamlessly. Like it was so perfect when he was jogging and called me and he's like, I was out on my morning jog and I called you and I thought maybe you'd want to buy another house. And sure enough, I did want to buy another house. So (laughs) him and I got together and made the deal. And now they're built, they didn't start that way, but then decided they wanted to go new construction again. So it's, I just, those kind of stories that work out so well like that just really fill the real estate heart, in my opinion. I, 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 I'm, I'm wondering to myself, as people listen to this, are we going to get comments or calls or or, or um, reactions of like, okay, where the heck is that house in Independence, right? <laughs> or are we going to get, will you please buy my house so that I don't have to do contingency? <laughs> so, uh, but um, 
Yeah, no, it is. It's it, and, and that's kind of the drill. So uh, I, I want to lean us into a little bit because a lot of people that we've been meeting lately have been talking about um, choosing realtors and how to choose realtors. I know it's a topic that we've talked about like at length in some of our uh, like our buyer series and our seller series of the podcast. Um, but I think it just kind of brings home um, uh, the need to make sure that your realtor is a great one and that they are concerned about you and what you need in your process and in your timeline. So, um, of course, you know, you, you should be calling the Dream Homes by Gent team. Um, Consistency and communications, friends. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I, I know, like, I've heard this phrase a couple of times, and I know we'll hear it probably on the podcast because it's the, those virtual buyers that we're talking about. Um, but he was, uh, you know, um, trust starts with communication. And so uh, I know he says that. That's one of his things. And, and my, my thinking is is that I've heard so many, a couple of horror stories about how they can't get agents to communicate with them. So please, people out there, if you're choosing a realtor, communicate with them and make sure they're communicating back before you sign on. That's really, really important. That's the first step. And then they make sure they're good for you. Can I point out one thing? You that can point I out think... three things. Uh, okay, well, I just have one at the moment. <laughs> what, I think one thing that I really enjoy about our team is we have like another team. We have lenders that we work with all the time. We have our own, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Title. Yeah, title, um, the inspectors. Oh, yeah, those We those have people. handymen if there's an issue that needs to be fixed. Like we have our own little circle of people that can help and it's very convenient for our clients being in the business over a couple decades i've made a few connections that i get to share so it's pretty cool yeah i mean that also might particularly for uh people who are listing but even people who are buying and then need work done that they want to get done right away when they move in right away might be an operative tune right now (laughs) eric right away in the next six to eight months in 2022 (laughs) well but even the minor stuff or the handyman stuff i really need this screen door fixed and i don't know how to do it that kind of stuff to, to have YouTube, no, just kidding. The, to, That's to, what I do. <laughs> I told Caden to do that. My nephew cleaned the house and he didn't know how to get the thing. And I said, would you just watch a YouTube video, please? Like, and, and did he? I eventually talked him through it because he didn't really want to. But I, I've taught my non-techie dad. He uses YouTube all the time now to fix things because he learned from me. I should not give that advice on the podcast, but it's just so... No, it is nice. I have a lot of elderly neighbors. So, like, I know they're not moving anytime soon. They're going to be in their houses forever. But, like, I had one last week that called me because she knew I know a lot about homes and stuff and have connections. And she needed a – her air conditioner went out. And it was, like, 100 degrees out. So I gave her – the number to our uh, AC guy, and he was over there within an hour. Got He's it changing my dad's tomorrow. My dad's AC went out too. I had it's that time of year here in Missouri because it's like, what is it, fifty-five degrees today? It's Maybe cold it's pretty. Today. It's pretty chilly today. But tomorrow it's going to be eighty, and the next day it's probably going to be ninety or hundred, and then it's going to be back to like sixty. So just wait. It's Missouri. What do they always yeah. say? If you don't like the weather today in Missouri, just wait. It's going to change. It's gonna <laughs> just going to change. change. Okay, so uh, we're getting near the end here. Uh, hopefully, we've given out some information that can help some people. But uh, like all of our um, podcasts, we need to end with some funny, crazy story. Uh, so uh, that oh, would be I, Jen's uh, responsibility, I'd say. <laughs> say <laughs> She's the I, funny, crazy one. I, I saw that look of panic. <laughs> like, what's the crazy story? So, have you got? Has anybody got one? 
Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, that's really crazy. The last day of school is in two days and I'm really going to lose my mind and then we'll really see crazy. I mean, the rain and not being able to pour the driveway and then the driveway guy comes and he pours the driveway a yard short because the concrete guy shorted him a yard. And I don't know if anybody's tried to order concrete recently, but you can't get anybody to bring you just a yard. Oh, so oh, no. that driveway on the house you're getting ready to list is a yard short? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And how long have I had to wait to pour that driveway because we had to wait for a couple of days yeah. because of the rain? Yeah. And you hear the sun pump kicking on right now. I was going to say, we're we're recording this a few days early. It happens to be raining today. And uh, that's lot. the sun pump, if you've heard it uh, here, because we're in a basement studio. So I've had the crazy driveway. All right. Well, I have crazy for you, right? <laughs> so I've got some serious crazy. So um, as as you guys know, and if anybody, if, if we get this up on YouTube, they can look and see in the studio with us, but not comfortable at a mic at the moment. Oh, this is, is very crazy. Is, is, uh, <laughs> Um, uh, an intern who's working with the team this summer, Becky. So Becky, hi. You can say hi from a distance. She's she's waving. Uh, So Becky is helping me especially with uh, social media. Now, I was an IT guy for, I mean, I was a software engineer for 20 years, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm horribly comfortable with social media. Here's what's nuts. Yes, there she said it. She actually, was it two days ago? I think it was but, yesterday, wasn't well, it? Well, based on when this gets published, it was last week. She got me, and I posted my first real Instagram post. So, old Woo! dog, new tricks. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, I mean, we've done some stuff for Get Real KC, but this is on my my Eric Jurgens, a big Jurgy account, and where I actually like recorded something live and posted it in that moment. So, yeah, I just want to say, you know. Old dog, new tricks. So. I'm just excited to see you busting out some TikToks. <laughs> what? Hold it. We're not done with it. I have to go more than Instagram? I'm soaking. What is this TikTok you speak of? Yes, sir. <laughs> He's going to be TikTok famous, y'all. Oh, my goodness. This is one of our goals for the summer is to make Eric TikTok, TikTok famous. famous. Uh, Haven't you heard you of this? This is the thing, isn't it, Becky? TikTok famous is real. TikTok yeah. famous. Yeah. Uh, TikTok famous. You're next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, we sure hope that your kickoff to summer is absolutely amazing. And I think we're going to give out our contact information, right, Eric? Absolutely. So you can visit us all at www.dreamhomesbyjen. So dreamhomesbyjen.com is where you can visit us all. Uh, You can go to the Meet the Team pages and see our bios and our pictures. Um, You can contact me, uh, call or text uh, at 816-301-4121. Jen at 816-405-2439. And Stevie, 816-500-9691. All right, everybody. That's a wrap-up for today's dream here, June 1st, 2022. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com, where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.